First in our Bill of Rights is the freedom to hear uncensored ideas and opinions, to think your own thoughts, and to say what's on your mind. We couldn't have liberty without it. Now, more than ever, it's good to spout off, to listen, debate, and participate. Here's your host of Spouting Off, commentator, columnist, and all-around rabble-rouser, Karen Cataline. Ah, yes, Karen Cataline with you. What a pleasure and an honor to be here. And don't forget, spouting off is a good thing. Don't let anybody tell you different. It means that you say what's on your mind, uncensored, the way God intended. Yeah, you could be diplomatic if you want, but don't speak as if you're more worried that what, you know, how it will be perceived to the point of um, censorship. That's what uh, we do here is we try to preserve the First Amendment by exercising it. Uh, Well, it's been tough to keep up this week. It's been like drinking from a fire hose. But let me see in this first segment here if I can make a little bit of sense of it. Uh, it's, It's unconscionable what we're watching. And I'd like to say that I'm not a little bit cynical and pessimistic. And yes, we always try to do a little positive here because there are positive things happening, but we're not going to avoid the obvious. We are watching a full scale prime time propaganda war uh, in the form of six, count them, six uh, prime time hearings that the Democrat Party should have to be paying uh, that are campaign contributions, but they have their friends in the media. Now, I'm not going to spend the bulk of this time here deconstructing it because I hope you didn't watch it. When you know something is fundamentally based on a lie, based on a foundation of sand why would you listen? I know there are a lot of talk shows that you know feel like they have to, but this is a propaganda war designed to make you believe that what isn't true is, and what is true isn't. It's designed to inflame and delegitimize Trump and his supporters, still currently their greatest political threat, apparently. Uh, And they're going to, and they are going to continue to accuse him of doing exactly what they continue to do. Now, I rarely, rarely quote the Bible on this program. I just don't know that I'm qualified. But because we have people of faith in our audience, and a friend of mine made me aware in particular of this phrase, I just got through telling you. This propaganda war is designed to make you believe that what isn't true is and what is true isn't. And they make sure that there is no opposition. There is no dissent. Here's the quote from the Bible. Isaiah 5, chapter 5, 20 and 21. Woe to those who say of the evil that it is good and of the good that it is evil who present darkness as light and light as darkness. Oh, is that relevant today? Who present bitter as sweet and sweet as bitter. It makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. And I got to just give you the 21st verse after it. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and in their own estimation of profound understanding. We know best. Of course, we're the most incompetent, sold out, lying, cheating, stealing among us, but we're going to tell you what to do because it's for your own good. This is what we are watching today. My dear father would never have believed that we have such a corruption a cancer, (laughs) as John Dean said so many years ago, growing in the swamp in Washington, D.C., among unelected bureaucrats and people who think they're better 
than everyone else. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't bring in two other issues that, believe it or not, it is like drinking from a fire hose, but they are all related. And in a weird way, there's an odd comfort in watching these people continue to make us right over and over again about the connectedness of these issues. Now, the left always talks about uh, uh, intersectional feminism. Well, they expect everybody to march in goose step and believe what they believe, think what they believe on a host of issues. And this week we saw it in uh, for all to see as dramatic as we've seen it a long time. Uh, we are watching an in-your-face Pride Month. Um, I have a CNN descriptor here of LGBTQXYZ Pride. Now, uh, in years past, you could be arrested for looking at child pornography online. Remember when they went after people who actually looked or watched or saw, not even put out created, but watched child pornography online. But if you push pornography onto the public grade school library shelves, the public schools that we pay for, that's called inclusion. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what that is. Now, there is, talk about a fire hose, a stunning number of stories of in your face, we are going to tell you how your children will be raised. We are going to tell you what is and is not acceptable. In Dallas, parents mobilized to to protest drag queen reading to small children. What color is your underwear? Right? In Colorado, where I am formerly from, uh, there are very similar. And all of this is suspiciously happening simultaneously and together. Remember the uh, drag queen story hour for three-year-olds happening. The American Library Association just approved Drag Queen Story Hour for three-year-olds. Now, you know, see, what color is your underwear? But that's not sexual. It's just inclusion. That's what they're telling us. Um, As you may know, I have some extremely strong opinions about, (laughs) I do about a lot of things, but about exposing young children to sexual material that is beyond their emotional ability to grasp. This is use and abuse and destruction of the innocence of childhood. Children need to feel safe. They need adults to protect them and set boundaries for them so that they can grow up and be able to process information. There is a full-scale war going on against America's children. That's the only way that you can possibly uh, uh, understand it. That's not true. You're, well, you're, you're welcome to disagree. Uh, case in point, the Tampa Bay Rays refused to wear uh, LGBTQ pride-themed jerseys, but they're not allowed to refuse in the vernacular of today. There's only one way to think, one way to believe, and It is perceived falsely, it's intellectually dishonest and lazy to say that because five Tampa Bay Ray players declined to wear an LGBTQ pride-themed jersey that makes them anti-gay. It makes them against people who call themselves L or G or B or T or Q or anything else. It is a lie to suggest that these sub-sub-sub groups of people are oppressed 
in any way. All of this is based on a desire to divide and and bully people who don't agree, who don't agree. And who are the people who who most disagree? Well, many of them are people of faith. And these five Tampa Bay Ray players. Uh, looks like we've got to take a break. Uh, they justified their unwillingness simply by saying, we don't hate people. We just wanted to say no. Is it not okay to say no anymore? That's what I want to know. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll have our first guest, Karen Catalina, listening to Spouting Off. We'll be right back. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. They're not out to tell you the truth of what's happening. They're out to tell you the picture of the world that they represent. The mission of the Epoch Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in facts, and prevent people from being misled. The Epoch Times is independent. We're not controlled by any special interest, and we never will be. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would ensnare this country in ignorance and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. Subscribe today to our digital edition at theepochtimes.com and use the promo code RAM and join the Americans who are seeking truth and tradition. Read the difference in all your devices. We'd love to have you on board. Are you tired of the same old snacks? Looking for something a little healthier than that bag of chips or candy bar? Even your average bag of trail mix these days is little more than peanuts, raisins, and candy-coated chocolate. Not very healthy, is it? Allow me to introduce you to White Mountain Munchies. Made from 100% all-natural ingredients, White Mountain Munchies combines unique flavors with nutritional value that will tingle your taste buds and strengthen and sustain your overall health and wellness. Eating good never tasted so good. From Maggie's Maple Madness to Hannah's Heavenly Harvest, Grayson's Getaway Goodies, and our limited edition Christmas blend, Jacoby's Jolly Jumble, White Mountain Munchies offers nutritious and delicious snacks that the whole family is sure to love. Pick yours up now through our easy-to-use online store at whitemountainmunchies.com. White Mountain Munchies, non-GMO when you're on the go. Your daughter doesn't want to talk about why her room is a horrible mess. Your son doesn't want to talk about why he's wearing mismatching socks. Your spouse doesn't want to talk about their bad haircut. Families don't have to talk about everything, but they should talk to plan for an emergency. Pack basic supplies in a go bag, water, canned food, flashlights, batteries, medical supplies, IDs, and some cash. Talk about where you'll meet in case you lose one another. And of course, don't forget to pack the dog treats. Talk to your family and make an emergency plan. Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 to make your family's emergency plan. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities, been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them. But I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives. But he was there beside me. And my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Karen Cataline got her parents to name her Karen before she was born so she could grow up to be a punchline. 
Now here's more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Welcome back, everyone, to Spouting Off here uh, on KRN Radio Network and many stations across the country. Uh, I have been fascinated with uh, the, the thing that is obviously very personal because you may uh, have heard me refer to the fact that I used to live in Colorado and my husband and I moved to uh, places south. Texas. We voted with our feet when the left took over and became a monopoly of power in Colorado. And it seems we weren't alone. Maybe we were a little prescient in uh, <laughs> in doing that. And uh, and I have interviewed this next gentleman many times before, but he's been writing about this very issue, and it is so fascinating. Unfortunately. Oh, my computer just just froze up when I had the bio right in front of him, front of me. His name is Andrew Krapachetis. I've interviewed him before. He runs Red Balloon, which uh, I can save by heart without having to look at my notes, uh, helps people who are freedom lovers get jobs and not have to be confronted with all kinds of uh, government proxy things like, have you had your jab yet? Anyway, we have that to talk about and so much more. Andrew Krapachetis, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, uh, Karen. Uh, really nice to be on the show and uh, happy Friday, everybody. <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed. Uh, so, uh, you have written at some length about this, and I think in a time in which people are uh, watching their freedoms robbed from them, people say they're giving them up. Yeah, some people are giving them up, but a lot of people are having their freedoms robbed uh, by bureaucrats and politicians who are telling them what they will and won't do, what they will and won't say. People are voting with their feet and they're saying, well, maybe there's something I can have control over. And that means where I live. Talk about all these. You've got some great statistics here about where people are moving to and from. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and, and I grew up in California and was an early adopter of leaving that state as well. And I live in beautiful Idaho now. So I was one of those people that, uh, yes, that voted with my feet and voted uh, with uh, taking my <laughs> job and my productivity and everything uh, with me up to Idaho uh, to uh, find freedom. So, uh, yeah, let me give you a little bit of background here. So uh, there's two different kind of uh, main storylines I want to talk through when it comes to migration happening right now. And a lot of people are calling it the big sort um, happening in the U.S. right now. And I want to start by talking about medical jobs. So if you look at, so the Bureau of Labor Statistics does this guilt survey, and it basically says, hey, how many people, how many unfilled uh, positions are available by different category in America. So you can look for retail or industrial or whatever. And so I was looking at medical jobs, and this includes nurses and doctors and everybody kind of in that entire field. And if you look at the number of unfilled open positions in January of 2020, right, right, be right before all the craziness of COVID, uh, there was about 1.2 million unfilled jobs in the medical industry nationwide. Uh, 1.2 million jobs. So then you fast forward one year to January of 2021. So we've now gone through COVID. You have a lot of medical workers who you would think had burned out um, or had been just completely um, disenchanted, but they weren't. And there were still about 1.2 million unfilled jobs for the medical industry in America, which I think is fascinating. And I think it is a testament to medical workers who really care about people and they were willing to put in the time and effort to take care of Americans, right? Uh, which we're all grateful for. I know we all know someone who has taken care of us in a tough time. Then you fast forward to when the Biden administration and it, uh, says that everybody has to get a vaccine, and the Supreme Court upholds that for medical workers, right? They decided it was unconstitutional for the rest of us, but medical workers, you know, the people who actually have you know, medical training and real-life experience, they're not allowed yeah. to decide what they're going to put in their body. Um, right. And so we started seeing 100,000 new unfilled positions a month in America. 
So people were quitting in droves in the medical industry. And that wasn't really talked about in the news, but between January of 2021 and January of 2022, it went from 1.2 million unfilled positions to almost 2 million, and it's over 2 million now. So you basically had a lot of people voting with their feet as they left the labor force. Um, and we talked to a lot of those people here at redballoon.work, and they basically um, – I talked to a nurse in Boston, and she said – I was a hero during COVID. You know, I'd walk down the street in my scrubs and people would clap for me. They'd say, thank you. And then I had some questions about this vaccine and I was shown the door and I was told that I was not allowed to work um, at the job that I loved anymore. Right. So obviously a sad time. But what was interesting to me when I started digging into the data is the problem was way more acute in blue states than it was in red states. So if you look at a state like New York, you actually had hospitals who were uh, turning people away who were in labor. So they said, we simply don't have enough medical staff um, wow. to be able to deliver your baby. One hospital mm-hmm. said basically when they, uh, when they put in the vaccine mandate requirement, they had so much staff leave that they could not do any uh, baby deliveries for several months or several weeks, I'm sorry, for several weeks. Um, before uh, they were basically able to fill their staff. And those um, babies whereas, are going to come know, anyway, aren't they, Andrew? <laughs> baby, you know, it's funny. They're going. They're, they're coming <laughs> no matter what. Right. That's right. So, yeah. so you've got this situation where these blue states are just hurting themselves by putting in these, these woke policies. Um, and there's lots and lots of stories of places like New York and California having significant labor shortages. Well, places like Texas and New York or and, and Florida – we're not mm-hmm. having these labor shortages for these medical people. So I thought, man, that's really interesting that you um, you see this uh, people voting with their jobs and saying, you know what, if you're going to ask me to do something that I have questions about, I'm just going to leave and I'm going to go find a place for freedom. There's an organization called Conservative Move, um, which is a company that basically helps people move from blue states to red states. They do real oh, estate. I love it. They do job placement. Like, you know, we've got little cottage industries growing up all over this craziness. And they yeah. said they have helped many, many people move to red states. And a lot of them were doctors and medical professionals who did not want to get the jab or uh, wanted to move somewhere where abortion was more restricted or they wanted to yeah. move somewhere where they wouldn't have to do a trans surgery or any of these other things. So really interesting dynamics. So anyway, that's the first storyline um, that that we've seen where the medical industry, and then there's, Lots more that I could talk about, but maybe I'll uh, uh, stop let there me, and pause. Let me stop there uh, in the sense that, first of all, you your job helps you see this close up with a microscope because you run Red Balloon. And uh, you've graciously agreed to stay with us for one more segment so we can talk about that. But if we kind of zoom out a little bit and talk about the philosophy, you know, uh, some time ago I wrote an article about uh, the East Germany versus West Germany test of freedom versus socialism. And never was there more honest and a more honest test of that. And it almost seems like we have that test happening today. People yep. uh, flocked to West Germany. They escaped. And of course, you know, it almost makes you wonder whether New York and California and some of these places are going to build a wall to keep people in the same way we did in <laughs> East Germany. And the philosophy is that all the left policies are being franchised in these states. Every big city is filled with feces and drug needles and high crime. Every, you know, they keep exporting these policies. Speak to that on the large scale, and then we got to take a break. In fact, we may have to pick it up after the break, but go ahead, get started. And, uh, and what do you think about that? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, I think, uh, East and West Germany is a a, a great example. And there's actually, you know, I talked about medical professionals, but the reality is in, uh, California has had net out migration since 2013, um, because people are tired of the policies there. And that's not just, you know, the traditional woke policies of, uh, vaccines and pronouns and, um, and all those things, it's also the uh, taxes and regulation and just the ability to live your life and live your values. And so they've had a lot of out-migration. 
And what they don't realize is it actually is going to have a significant impact on the number of votes they have and their budget. Um, in 2020 alone, 250,000 net out-migrators from New York took $19.5 billion of taxable income with them when they left, right? Um, and that's just the state of New York. They took $19.5 billion of taxable income. California in 2020 lost 600 and, uh, 263,000 people and almost $18 billion of God. taxable income. So you hear that music. it's going to have a We're huge gonna... impact on these budgets. Excellent. Good point. That's good news. We're talking to Andrew Krapachetis. We're going to be back right after this break. You're listening to Spouting Off uh, all across the country and wherever stations are heard. Hello, I'm Mike Bendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. Every MyPillow is made with passion here in my home state of Minnesota to ensure you get the best sleep of your life. One of the things that I really like about MyPillow is the support. It gives my neck a little hug. I've never slept better in my life. What's better than a great night's sleep? Call or go online to take advantage of my best offer ever. For a limited time, when you use your promo code, you can get premium my pillows regularly $69.98, now only $29.98. With our 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Sleep well, America! Call 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM, R-A-M. That's 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Hi, it's Karen Cataline. It's been almost a decade since I wrote Fat Lash Food Police in the Fear of Thin. It's about my early experiences in child beauty pageants and being put on extreme diets. Remember when that was shocking? Sadly, that seems like child's play compared to what we are watching today when politicians and woke corporations are actually advocating for the sexualization of children. Everyone's children. We're watching a frontal attack on childhood innocence. This is one story, my story. Fat Lash illustrates and explains why good boundaries are essential for kids to grow up healthy. They need their parents to set them, not the government. Get Fat Lash today. It's available in paperback or ebook at Amazon or at my website, KarenCataline.com. Wouldn't it be great if life came with a remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to, or hit rewind. Like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh-oh. Or that time you forgot to roll up your windows in the car wash. Fantastic. Yeah, a remote control would have come in handy then. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome. But pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes like managing your weight, getting active, stopping smoking, and eating healthier, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. It's easy to learn your risk. Take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Life doesn't come with a remote control. So you're on your own with the wasps. You have the power to take control of pre-diabetes. Visit doihaveprediabetes.org today. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Put a frog in a pot of boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in a pot of cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As a metaphor for us and all that we go through as veterans, it's a story that rings true. We learn to endure the heat in silence. We apply what we learn to life, the bills, the job, the family, things we're expected to handle with ease. When life heats up around us, we just try to stay afloat. We let the water boil. Reaching out isn't easy, but you've never been interested in easy. You join because you are not afraid of hard work. You are not a frog. If you or a veteran you know needs support, don't wait until the water boils. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. 
Karen Cataline puts the Judeo in Judeo-Christian. Now back to Spouting Off. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we are in the process of talking to Andrew Krepeshetis, which I now have his bio. Yeah. Uh, we are too dependent on electronics today. Uh, he is a visionary behind Red Balloon which is a free speech job site. And Andrew is an advocate for free speech and is taking action to combat the left's censorship and restore freedom. Red Balloon's mission is to unite a community of businesses and job seekers who value and preserve the freedom to work. How'd you come up with, we're going to get back to our conversation, Andrew. First, thank you so much for staying with us. How'd you come up with this idea and how is it doing? Yeah, um, I came up with the idea because actually um, it uh, ties into my story. Um, almost a year ago now, a little less than a year ago, I was an executive of a tech company um, that I had helped grow from a very small business to um, a many, many multi-million dollar business with hundreds of employees around the world. Um, but my board decided I was a little too conservative and a little too Christian for their liking. And so uh, I found myself delightfully unemployed because I just did not match with their worldview. And it kind of struck me that if this happened to me, someone who was growing a business that was wildly successful and I was fired for perception, not performance, that there's probably a lot of other people in America and even around the world who are in that same boat. And so I thought, okay, how can I use my resources? How can I, um, use my experience to help other people. And so that's why we started redballoon.work. It's really, it's a job site that's designed to uh, restore the joy of work, restore the joy of freedom, push back against wokeness in the workplace, um, and allow us to really um, live our values at work um, and not be afraid that that's going to cost us our job. And so um, it has been an amazing journey, I'll be honest. I actually started the business as a hobby because I'm also uh-huh. doing a housing development and oh. I have a bunch of businesses, uh, other businesses that I've invested in and I'm on the board of. And so I thought, well, I'll just do this as a hobby job. But the demand for freedom in America is so high, um, it quickly turned into way more than a hobby job. So we have nearly 2,000 employers around the country who have signed a pledge that they will uh, stand up for the freedom of their workers, both their current and future workers, that they will um, believe that the Constitution still matters and applies to everybody, and that they are not going to require a vaccination or anything like that of their workers. Um, and then we've had hundreds of thousands of job seekers looking for freedom. So it's really been a fun adventure. It's been a fun opportunity. It's uh, totally exhausting and totally worth it. <laughs> Andrew, isn't it funny that conservatives and the, the conservative principles end up uh, bringing to fruition, it doesn't mean we're perfect or anything else, bringing into fruition, the very addressing the very complaints that the left has had. You've gotten uh, American employers to, to voluntarily sign a pledge that they will respect their workers. It's the government that puts uh, restrictions on businesses to make them proxies of their policies that don't respect the workers. And that used to be the left's complaint about, about business owners. So everything in these days is, is turned on its head, isn't it? Well, it absolutely is. You remember that, you know, we'll call it 15 years ago, the whole bring your whole self to work uh, movement that was really driven by the left. And the reality is that I brought my whole self to work as a conservative Christian CEO and lo and behold, that was not accepted. Um, and mm. so they uh, they champion something, but then when you actually believe it and live it out, um, and it doesn't align with their worldview, um, they want nothing to do with it. Equality only for me, but not for thee. Uh, I want to go. Correct. Yeah, I'm, and we're seeing this pattern again and again and again. It's like they're, you know, they're imprinting this on every issue. I tried to to draw that distinction is that that's how you can understand some of these things because they're the same tactics applied to different issues. Uh, let's go back to the idea of voting with your feet, which still is free, even though California wants to tax people. Um, even yeah, though they no do. longer live in California, <laughs> it's a form of a, uh, a Berlin Wall, I guess. Uh, 
People got hoisted. Uh, the the tyranny got they got hoisted by their own petard when during COVID, people realized they didn't have to live, for example, in New York, in order to work for a New York company. And and that's right. That was one of the turn turning of the tables that I think helped open up your business. Talk about that for a minute, if you would. Yeah, absolutely. And COVID had a, and it's funny because um, I think the uh, pandemic had a lot of silver linings for conservatives, even though they didn't. Um, it was a, a painful process in the meantime, uh, and everything from kids being pulled out of schools because all of a sudden the parents realized what the kids were being taught. Um, two yes. people realizing I don't need to live in New York to earn a New York salary. Um, and we ended up um, at redballoon.org. We have a ton of remote IT jobs um, where companies are saying, look, we want the best people. We want culture over location if we can get it. We want someone who's willing to work hard, who's not going to be a snowflake complaining in the IT department all the time. Uh, and we want someone who's just going to work hard. And, and so if you're a conservative out there, there are a lot of opportunities. Don't feel trapped in your big woke business in New York or Minneapolis or California, um, there are ways for you to um, either to move jobs or to move locations. Um, there's a lot of opportunities out there. We are still in a very tight labor market despite um, the crazy inflation and a lot of concerns about stagflation and other things. Um, there simply aren't enough people to get all the work done. And so we see a continued trend of a tight labor market, which is an opportunity for conservatives to say, you know what, I would actually like to not go to that CRT training. I'd like to not go to the DEI training. Um, I'd like to not uh, have a rainbow flag on my desk or on my T-shirt during the month of June um, because my employer is requiring it. I'd like to be able to live my values and just be free. Um, And so there's lots of opportunities out there today. And so we're finding that these people um, are getting on redballoon.org. They're finding good jobs. Some of them are staying in New York. So California and New York are the top two states for our job seekers right now. And many of them are either looking for remote jobs or they're looking for places to move. But I think, I think there's a conservative awakening happening in America right now. The left uh, pushed a little too far, and I think people a are little. tired of that, and they're willing, <laughs> willing to yes. vote. Yeah, a little too far, right? I'm teasing, uh, of course. So it's, it's, it's an exciting time. Yeah. Well, and one of the reasons I love having you on, Andrew, is because uh, you bring good news in an otherwise very dark time. Uh, We see the left constantly using, for example, primetime media, uh, voting to make federal laws that you can't uh, have a gun to defend yourself because, of course, it's a law-abiding citizen's fault when atrocities are committed with guns. And yet you bring uh, something really special, which is kind of a bird's eye view of what is causing people to uh, get going. You know, they always say, get off your couch. Well, people are packing up. They're not just getting off their couch. They're packing up and moving to freer states. How can people who are already ensconced in free states support you and your work and, I don't know, spread the word, because you bring good news, yeah. and uh, we need it right now, don't we? Yeah, we absolutely do. And I think, and here's a couple different lessons here. I was talking to a lady at Deloitte, um, and she had just gone through some CRT training, which was um, just demoralizing, basically. She was told that because she was white and she had uh, white parents, that she was inherently evil and had um, been participated in any atrocities that happened in the entire history of America, which is patently false, right? And so she's like really demoralizing. And then the instructor gets up and says something to the effect of, I wish all the unvaccinated people would go to an island and die together, Um, which, first of all, is horrific that an American just said that to a group of other Americans. Um, And she's like, you know, this is my moment. I'm tired of this. Um, I didn't like this job that much anyway. So she raises her hand and says, just so you know, I'm never going to get that vaccine. Um, of course, the room at this point is dead silent. Um, and as that settles in, two other people raise their hand and say, yeah, neither am I. Now, what is, what's the important lesson that comes out of that story is that when people are courageous, they give bravery to other people, right? When you say the thing that everyone's thinking and, um, and say it out loud, you give courage to other people because they realize they're not the only one and that they're thinking clearly as well. And so, 
if you're in Texas or Florida or, uh, or Idaho like I am, and you're an employer, if you stand up and post jobs on Red Balloon, if you sign up and say, you know what, I'm willing to stand for the Constitution and my workers' freedom, you're giving courage to other people so that when they're at Deloitte and they raise their hand and say, you know, this is tyranny and I don't want any of it, um, they know that they have an employer who has their back and is willing to stand with them. And so I think that's that the big is thing great. is, yeah, tell people about this and stand for freedom. Um, we've been doing a series on our uh, social media. we got to wrap it up. I'm sorry. Let's just give the website. I think it's redballoon.work. Is that right, Andrew? That's it, redballoon.work. Tell your friends and family we'd love to have you as part of the party. Thank you, Andrew. So good to have you with us. Thanks for bringing good news. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll have another terrific guest. Stay with us here on Spouting Off. I was asking God through prayer, seeking a good news source. I believe he showed me the epic times. I delivered the mail and came across an issue. The front page intrigued me and I subscribed. Now I cut out articles and give them to friends and family. I leave old issues at the library and around my community. We read it to our kids and love the positive messages in each article. So why do I think everyone should read the epic times? Because they're bringing back traditional values to this great country. Share healthcare. How can I help? help? I missed the deadline. Um, what deadline? The healthcare deadline. I'm locked out. We don't have any deadlines at Share Healthcare. You can enroll with us at any time. Oh, but can I afford it? Share Healthcare programs start at one forty nine a month. Less than five dollars a day. Can I keep my doctor? Absolutely. Pick your own doctor and hospital. Amazing. How do I join? Just visit sharehealthcare.com. Sharehealthcare.com. Do you have a secret that's been bothering you? Have you been wondering if what you're thinking or feeling is normal? Is there someone with whom you've needed to clear the air, but you haven't been able to find the right words? Maybe you need an objective opinion from someone other than one of your friends or family members. Ask Aunt Emma. She's a former therapist who will give you terrific advice. But whatever you decide to do is always up to you. That's right. Get anonymous, private, and confidential advice on matters of communication, love, and life. Find Ask Aunt Emma on Facebook or at liveadvice.com. That's facebook.com slash askaunemma or go to liveadvice.com. And you can connect with Ask Aunt Emma directly at an affordable rate per minute. Ask Aunt Emma. The rest is up to you. What is dedication? I am the father of a nine-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy. And I find fatherhood both relentlessly challenging and relentlessly rewarding. My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night and every moment in between, it really is so special. And boy, is it exhausting. One thing that I fear about being a parent is the future for my children. I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. But I'm also hopeful that the future holds a more inclusive and compassionate world for them. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. 
a public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Sign up for Karen's newsletter and read her columns at KarenCataline.com. Now back to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. And thank you for staying with us here on Spouting Off. Um, so it's been said, the commentators are saying that uh, maybe instead of spending six hours of prime time, uh, uh, television time that is an advertisement for the Democrat Party, in order to smear their enemies, they might spend a little of that time in Congress, the House Select Committee, dealing with the economy because people are really hurting. So all that information and the Democrats saying, oh, we care about people. Well, they don't seem to. Here to talk with us about the economy and maybe to give us some good financial advice, which, of course, is always up to you. You get to be the decider is publisher of The Morgan Report and author of The Silver Manifesto, David Morgan, a widely recognized analyst in the precious metals industry, and he consults on hedge funds, high net worth investors, mining companies, depositories, and bullion dealers. Welcome, David Morgan, to Spouting Off. Karen, it's a privilege and an honor to be with you. I know a bit about your background, having looked at your website and, Uh you know, without getting too far into it, because you've got questions, but uh, anyone that will stand up for God-given constitutionally secured rights to number one in the Bill of Rights, the freedom of speech is paramount, and all others, in my view, follow from that. But back to you, please. Well, that's very kind, David. And, uh, And we love that you're an expert on finances because everybody is worried about their own assets. Uh, And what would you tell people? Let's just cut to the chase. With inflation in double digits now, people are worried about their retirement savings. Are you still bullish on silver? And what would you tell people to do so that uh, they can feel a little more secure if that's possible? Certainly. Well, I'll try to be elegant and break it down very succinctly. First mm-hmm. off is all fiat fails. What does that mean? It means any paper currency that's ever been outed by a government, be it uh, the Roman Empire, where they based the coinage, or Argentina in recent times, or Turkey in recent times, they all fail. The problem this time is it's the world reserve currency. So if the U.S. dollar fails, it means basically everyone fails. And that's the direction we're on. All these great inflations, which we're in one now, and in misery. I'm not mixing my words. I know you'll let me speak. I know you believe in free speech. It's not a pretty picture. But I am a big believer in the human spirit and our ability to to come back from these type of things. It's something that we've cycled through many times as human beings, just not this particular generation. I'd say, number one, the most important thing is what everyone sees. I said, when the inflation kicks off, the people that see it are going to know it because of gasoline prices and food prices. And one of my friends just wrote an article on this meme, and he said it's food prices, stupid. And as we know, the new CPI came out today. It was 1% for the month, which annualizes 12%. I'm old enough, Karen, to know that the highest figure given out by the government in uh, the early 80s was 13%. And I also know that the 1% inflation that we saw today was um, a number that has been rigged. What do I mean? The CPI, as calculated in 1980, has been watered down for decades. If we were to calculate the CPI with the same 1980 metrics, we'd probably be at 20% inflation. Now, I'm not trying to scare oh you. I'm trying to get facts that people can think about. So the best thing you can do is what most people are already starting to do, and that's to buy extra food, uh, you know, have a hobby that you could turn into a job, uh, build your community, build your relationships, you know, think from the head and the heart, and let's get real with each other because times are going to get tough, and we're going to have to hit a bottom. And I think we're going to hit a bottom fairly quickly. And when we do, and we all recognize the problem, then we can build back. And I'm not going to build back better, but we can come no. together 
and hopefully get realigned with the values that made this country so important. It had to do with the rule of law. Everyone was equal under the law, same rules, rights, and accountability mm-hmm. for everyone involved. It didn't matter what your monetary status was. It mattered that you were a citizen, and that was the highest form you could have. The citizens supposedly at one time, then at one time was true, had the highest position. The president, vice president, senators, et cetera, actually were, were supposed to represent us, the people. Of course, that's been turned upside down, as you well know. Yes. David, unfortunately, we only have a couple of minutes left. Tell everybody about the Morgan Report. Don't hesitate to tell us what we can learn there and where we can go to read more. Sure. The main website is themorganreport.com. It's sort of a sales page on the front. Just go ahead and give me an email and your name, and I'll put you my free newsletter. There are a couple of paid services you can investigate. But the main thing is I do a lot for the public. So if you go to themorganreport.com and click on the blog tab, I usually get three or four interviews a week. I post them all for free. We also send them out on our mailing list because I have been shadow banned and sometimes my material is not um, politically correct. And so if you're on my mailing list, you'll be sure to get it. Uh, You can check out the other tabs on there if you're interested in what we do as far as building wealth or preserving wealth, more importantly, in these very trying times. Yes, we still have about a minute, and I was going to say how interesting it is that everything, again, is being turned on its head, and we could be going back with all of the the uh, uh, fear going on. We're beginning to rediscover agrarian society. Swap fruits and vegetables with your neighbors. Learn a skill. You don't have to have a an advanced degree. Take just the last minute and talk about that if you would. And clearly, you have much more to share. And we're so glad that you that you're with us today. Thank you, Karen. Well, there's nothing more powerful than the human spirit. And the old adage, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. I still think there's that underlying core throughout America, regardless of your religion, your color, or any of that. We are all bound by that idealism, and it hasn't been lost. Yes, it's been forgotten, it's been overlooked, but it has been tested. And I think when it is tested, we will come through. And there's nothing more prideful, I guess, I don't know if that's the right word, but than being able to be self-sufficient. When you don't have to have money, but you're growing your own vegetables or whatever, uh, your own you know, animal husbandry in the cases that you can, that type of thing. The ability to be self-sufficient and responsible, because with self-sufficiency comes responsibility. Those are things that we have kind of lost on the newer generations. And I'll blame myself as a baby, mm. baby boomer that, you know, we probably could have done a better job, but all jobs. Well, we, we have enjoyed our- We have enjoyed a great deal of prosperity, and now we have to remember what's important. David Morgan, thank you so much for joining us. TheMorganReport.com is where to go to learn more from David Morgan. We appreciate your time. Thank you, Jeff. And that about does it for us here on Spouting Off. Thank you to uh, Don, my producer, and BBS Radio, and everyone who makes this show possible. Just remember, stand up, speak out, keep spouting off. We'll talk to you next week.